0: Hi, welcome to book crawl. Here I'm going to talk about the books that I'm reading. I'm going to start with Sperry, Sperry, Spare by Prince Harry. Uh, Because everyone's talking about it. And if you haven't heard of it, super jealous of you for living under a rock. Good for you. But whether or not you care about the um, royal family, you still probably know like there's a book out there that was just released people are saying something about like a frostbitten penis like you probably know enough and it's it's most of it was probably against your will like you probably have someone like me in your immediate circle that just don't know how to shut the fuck up about it um So if you're, like, sick of the discourse surrounding this book, like, you're definitely in the right place. A small disclaimer before we start. um, I have absolutely no backbone. It's made of jelly. And I started drinking the Kool-Aid pretty fast. Like, I'm straight up chugging it by, like, halfway through the book. Um, I read Revenge by Tom Bauer. He's, like, a royalist journalist is that like a word um and i didn't make it even through like a quarter of the book before i went on a smear campaign against her like queen elizabeth should have should give me a personal thank you for how much work i put into this but watch me be like a megan sand by the time i'm done with this book that would be a new level of self-hate unlocked for me Yeah, can't wait. Anyway, enough dilly-dallying. Let's get right into it. So the first chapter is about how he learned that his mom got into a car crash. Prince Charles, um, I don't care that Queen Elizabeth is dead. Until his coronation in May, he's still Prince Charlie to me. When... Charlie drops his A bomb of news to him. The only like physical comfort or affection he gives our little Harry is like a few pats on the knee. Like pats on the knee. I've had homeless people on the subway get more intimate with me than a pat on the knee. But Harry's not very stressing because he's in full fledged denial mode like he thinks she's still living somewhere but hiding he's like oh you don't know like she's not dead he really thinks she's pulling a Tupac on him and he goes to boarding school wondering like when she's going to show up and he talks about his boarding school and he's like what like 13 14 at this time and his hormones are raging and it's all women that are running this joint and he talks about like how some of them were so hot that he wanted to marry all of them so he's just like a horny little dude while half his brains like when is my mom going to show up um boarding school goes on break and He's like, Dad, what's up? Like, let's do something. And Prince Charlie having no idea how to raise a kid because I'm assuming Princess Diana did everything. um, Okay, just for the record, this is speculation. Um, I feel like I just, like, object your honor to myself. But I should have given this disclaimer too. Like, anything that I say that's not directly from the book, take it with a grain of salt like I hear things I never bothered to fact check them and I just regurgitate them to people not even knowing if it's true and sometimes I just make shit up and I made that up about Prince Charlie because I don't really like him but okay now that that's cleared up so Prince Charlie doesn't know what to do with this kid and feels like he's just going to get himself into trouble if he stays in London. So he's like, hey, yo, let's go to Africa. And they meet the Spice Girls there. And they go to a Spice Girl concert. And Harry says he didn't even care about them. Um, It, like, really kills me when I see other people living out my dreams. And they're not even grateful. Like, what I would have done for Spice Girl tickets at that age he mentions that it was weird to see baby spice in a union jack um okay harry you're like a horny little dude like when you're looking at baby spice like i don't really think that's what you're thinking but okay it's your book so moving on He has a good time. He comes back and he goes back to boarding school and he could not care less about school. He just doesn't give a shit. And his least favorite subject is history, which, yeah, I'm not going to lie. History sucks. But his teacher calls him out and is like, you should be paying more attention. Like, this is your own family. And Harry says he was so pissed about that, but i don't really understand because first of all if we were learning about my family and all the crazy things they did i would be so interested not only would i be interested but i'd be so proud of it like yeah like did you hear what my great great aunt did like don't fuck with me like my great great grandfather chopped off heads like they were past dispensers like like what'd you say I mean, needless to say, Harry and I aren't a great deal alike. So, okay, he was mad. We get it. School was hard. Um, yeah. And in chapter 14, he actually addresses the James Hewitt conspiracy. Um, I don't know if it's big enough to be like a conspiracy or if it's just a rumor. Um, well, it's a rumor that's true. Some people are just like in denial of it. But if you're not aware, there's this rumor that Prince Charles isn't Harry's real dad. James Hewitt, one of Princess Diana's lovers, looks just like Harry, but older. There is no way that this man is not Harry's baby daddy. Like, he's a redhead, and when he smiles, he's got the same vibe. Like, you cannot fake a vibe in the book harry squashes it pretty fast saying that the affair happened long after he was born but okay harry but like what do you know like you weren't like you were there but you also weren't there you know um you were there when you were being conceived but okay anyway the media presses on about this to the point that Prince Charlie, like, actually had to sit him down and reassure him, no, you are my son. Which is nice of him to lie to his son, but, you know, your son has got eyes of his own. Anyway, so the other woman, Camilla, who we all collectively hate, i'm somehow like speaking on behalf of everyone now prince charles is like not hiding the fact that they're dating now like they're blatantly dating he like doesn't care that everyone hates him and her because they killed their beloved diana um he's just so proud of it he like he would make it he would make them instagram official like if that was a thing he introduced her to harry and william um and oh by the way Harry calls William Willie this entire book like it's it's so bizarre to me um, so she's introduced to the boys they're like what's her deal but like we can see that she makes you really happy even though she made our mom so miserable but we we want you to be happy so date her Do whatever you want, just be with her, be happy, but just only one thing just don't marry her. And Charlie's like, okay, I respect your opinion, thank you for your thoughts, understand where you're coming from, but fuck you all, I'm gonna marry her anyway. Which side note is honestly just karma for her because have you seen the video of prince charles right after queen elizabeth died i think it was his first appearance on tv he had to sign something and i think the pen was bleeding on his fingers and oh my okay side note side note google his fingers whatever you're going like it will be such a laugh. It'll make you feel a hundred times better, I promise. Like there's there's nothing you can possibly be going through that's like that will not make you grateful that you don't have sausage fingers like his. Like they're just so bizarre. Alright, okay, we have to come back. Coming back. Oh my god, this episode is gonna be like three hours. So chapter 16, he enters Eton, the same high school Will's at. And Will, with his cute little baby face when he was in high school, we all thought he was such a sweetheart and the media painted them to be such close brothers. But that's fake news. Will was kind of an asshat. He told Harry to act like they don't know each other. But it's like, uh, who's going to tell him that we all know? Did he, did he think it was going to be a secret? So here he's like, fine, I'm going to do my own thing. And he throws himself into sports. His friends call out that he's not very scared of getting hurt. And they're like, you have no fear. And he says that it's because there was so much internal chaos. There was nothing in the external world that could hurt him. (sighs) Like, oh my god, this ghostwriter... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love drama, but this is a little much. I love it for an emo lyric. It would be such a bop, but like do less. And while playing rugby one semester, he breaks his thumb, hot. Not that he broke his thumb specifically, but but that he broke something while playing a sport that roughly. Like, oh, if a guy came, like broke his leg and came wobbling towards me, I'd be like, ooh, so dedicated to the game. How dedicated can you be to me? <laughs> anyway, the media gets a whiff of how he's hurt. They just don't have like a lot of information on it, but they just run with it. They're like straight up writing fiction at this point. They're purposely publishing vague headlines that make it seem like it was a big accident. They're publishing stuff like Harry's in a big accident. And he gets really embarrassed about this. Again, I don't really get Harry. I I play up little paper cuts so I get more sympathy from people. Like I don't understand why he's not using this. Like I'm sure he was getting tons of flowers. Like Does he not know how expensive flowers are? So Harry goes to his dad and is like, can you do something about this? And Charlie's like, yeah, totally. I got this under control. So he had his press office file an official complaint to the newspaper to which they were like, "Mm, we don't care. And Eaton goes on break, I forget which break it was, but he goes to Africa for the second time um, it's him, Willie, and their handlers, which is kind of like their private secretary, slash bodyguard, slash manager, slash older brothers. Oh my god, I bet that is one bitch of a job. <gasps> oh my god, did you hear the thunderclap? Ooh. Scary. Love it. Um, and this is when he really falls in love with the country. Like he meets people. That don't really care he's a prince and they treat him really normally he loves it they're like okay you're a prince like you still have to help us like carry the shit back like he said it cured his soul okay he probably didn't he he probably didn't say it but his ghostwriter is just being a drama queen again wow the background thunder like this is really adding to the drama and harry is so funny he has this leopard encounter the leopard was just chilling um i mean it's it's like basically his front yard and he sees these like british boys camping in his zone so he's just like checking out what their deal is and harry saw this leopard and took it as a sign from his mom Why is this thunder making this podcast seem so, like, ominous and eerie? Like, the timing is just so bizarre. Oh, and it's, like, raining so hard. A little ASMR. So he's convinced that it was a sign from his mom. And he's like, she had a message that she wanted to send me, like... Um all the while he's like still half-heartedly thinking she's hiding somewhere he goes back to eaton and becomes a stoner and he talks to a fox when he's high and he thinks it's another message from his mom and he's like i wonder what she wanted to say to me With all due respect, if he was smoking as much as he was, I'm gonna say that Fox was probably a raccoon. Or better yet, like a stray cat. If it was a really strong strain, it probably could have been like a pile of garbage. No, it's, it's probably not New York, so. So not long after that, one of his private secretary dudes, he asks Harry if he's doing drugs. And at this time, Harry's just like smoking up, but he's not doing any like real drugs, you know? Like his nose is still like a virgin and pure. He's just smoking up. But the newspapers are like, mm, no, we don't we don't like that answer. And we, we think you're a druggie. And they just publish these headlines saying that he's a full-blown addict. He needs rehab. He's absolutely out of control. Like, bad boy Harry, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'm imagining... Like, can you imagine, like, you're just living your life? And say you were a junkie. Like, no judgment. And you see it on the newspapers. Like, if it was true, like, you'd have a total meltdown. But even worse, say you're not a junkie, and you're just trying to live your life as a humble prince at the fanciest school in print just trying to live quietly and you find out surprising news about yourself that you didn't even know at the same time everyone else is finding out like i mean that's such a bummer like bummer doesn't even begin to describe like how annoyed no like how distraught i would be but the nice rehab centers they're kind of like wellness retreats like they're quite nice i wouldn't mind it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world just spa all day but yeah no it's like it's so messed up it's like terrible i mean super catchy headlines though but yeah horrible and in chapter 35 he talks about princess margaret which is actually so random um I always forget that they exist in the same world. The way he describes her is so funny. She just didn't give a shit about him. Like, she had no interest in talking to him. Absolutely no curiosity at all about his life. Like, he was just there. They are just coexisting. But in her defense, she's gone through a lot of shit. So at that old age, she's probably like, I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do and he's a teenage boy like who really wants to talk to a teenage boy chapter 36 he returns to the drug conversation and someone from the press office um so a little background context on like how this works so every house has their own press office And they negotiate with each other and liaise with the media to decide what stories get published and what stories stay under wraps. And this is also why Harry's been burned so many times because Prince Charlie, everyone already hates his guts. Like he really can't take any more hits. He's at his last life. He's like a heartbeat away from like getting impeached. If that could have been a thing back then, I'm sure they would have done it to him. And William is like their precious heir, so they use Harry as a scapegoat a lot. Anyway, so the guy from the press office is like, Harry, are you doing drugs? And Harry puts on this show like, what do you mean? No, how can you ask me that? He's like, are you doing cocaine? And Harry's like, no way, Never. Like, somebody give this guy Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar because the next line is, I actually was doing cocaine at the time. <laughs> okay, it's raining a lot and it's making me feel cozy. So I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine and read some more so I can talk more about this book. Um, I actually don't know how to sign off. I'm just going to do it like I'm getting off the phone. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.